Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. And have you ever wondered how cool it would be to explore Mars? But you just kind of figured out it's going to be a little bit too expensive with the uh, with the technologies that we have now with the rovers. It's going to take too long and with satellites it's too far away and too expensive. So there's been research lately uh, and they proposed an inflatable sailplane to explore the red planet. Researchers at the University of Arizona say they have a great concept that would cost a fraction of those technologies it's an inflatable sailplane that weighs around 11 pounds, which is five kilograms. It has a wingspan of 18.7 feet. It'll be able to cruise high above the Martian landscape and survey it for much, much less money. This thing would travel to Mars on a CubeSat. Then it would descend into the Martian atmosphere uh, on a spacecraft and it would go to the Martian surface where a telescopic boom would hold the sailplane up as it unfurls its wings by pumping nitrogen gas into special compartments within them. This is cool. Most of the wing structure would be covered in a UV-sensitive material that would harden when it's exposed to sunlight. And after about an hour of UV curing, the sailplane would have enough structural integrity to deploy. A cold gas propulsion system uh, will allow it to take to the skies at an altitude of 5,900 feet. So I'm thinking of this thing as like a recon vehicle, right? If you're going to settle somebody on Mars, if you're going to send some humans to Mars, you would use this technology, rovers and satellite imagery, to get the best possible location for future uh, Mars astronauts, future Martians. And it's cheap. That's the huge thing here. This is cheap. It's going there on a CubeSat. It's small. It's lightweight. It doesn't cost a lot to get to Mars. This is how much it's going to weigh. The Mars sailplane aircraft is going to be five kilograms. The cold gas propulsion is going to be three kilograms. Nitrogen generator is going to be 3.7 kilograms. Astro tube boom deployer is three kilograms, there's two of those. The chassis is two kilograms. The system margin about 30%. So that equals to 24 kilograms for the full package. In the plane itself, it has a science camera on it. It's 0.4 kilograms. Inflatable wings and rudders and frame, it's one kilogram. Communications are seven kilogram, or 0.7, sorry. Uh, computer and the EPS are 0.3, batteries 0.5, altitude 
determination and control is 0.6 kilograms. These are all kilograms. And there's a margin of about 30%, so 1.5 kilograms. That's a total of five kilograms. So this thing doesn't weigh much, 24 kilograms. That's not much at all, especially when you're landing people down there. This can get a better view than the scientific cameras that are up in uh, in orbit around Mars right now. You can get better detail of the actual structure of the surface of Mars from this low altitude than you can from in the high res satellites that are above it. And rovers take too much time. Rovers would take months to do this. So this could be unfurled, flown, data comes back to us within, I don't know, a couple days. You know, like this whole thing, this whole process could take a couple days to get as much um, information as possible for a landing site. And the thing only weighs five or 11 pounds, which is five kilograms. So in the grand scheme of things, getting 11 pounds to Mars is much better than getting a couple thousand pounds to Mars in rovers and that kind of technology. And they want to deploy it um, during a Mars flagship rover lander mission. So the vehicle will slow down to, uh, you know, to a reasonable speed with the parachute. And then this thing will pop out. Boom. Um, it'll go down to where it needs to go. They'll do that by using a separation system. It'll have um, a one kilometer distance between itself and the uh, rover package. So at that point, it's far enough away. It can do its own thing. And once it deploys, right, once it unfurls its wings, it's going to take about an hour for the structure to be um, supportive, you know, for it to be able to fly by itself. And that's going to start in about 15 seconds after it gets out there in the UV rays of Mars. During those 15 seconds ish, uh, there will be Oxford Space Systems. They have these telescopic booms that will uh, jut out and give support for the wings until they're fully pressurized and fully able to do it on their own after being baked in the UV rays of the sun. So what do you think? You know, just let me know. Space News Pod on Facebook and Twitter. This sounds like a crazy idea, but I mean, there's crazier things. I mean, there's a sky crane that went to Mars. That was insane, but it worked tremendously well. And now we have a rover up there that's doing amazing science. So what do you think of this this uh, inflatable plane idea? I think it's pretty cool. Uh, just let me know what you think. And that's it for the space news today, guys. I want to say thank you to everybody who supported the podcast throughout the time that I've been doing it. I appreciate every single one of you space cadets out there. And uh, that's it, man. I'm out of here. So I will see you guys next podcast. Thank you for listening. This has been the Space News Podcast. My name is Will, and I will see you soon. Hello, Space Cadets. Welcome back to the Space News Podcast. My name is Will. Did you know that Earth's magnetic North Pole can move? Well, I'm going to get into that today on the podcast. And also, researchers have proposed an inflatable sailplane to explore Mars. Not a rocket, not a jet, but an inflatable sailplane. And before I get into that stuff, 
I'm going to say thank you to everybody who's been a part of this podcast since day one, listening on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, anywhere you can get this podcast. Thank you so much for all of your continued support. Also, thank you for checking out uh, social channels at Twitter and Facebook uh, at Space News Pod and also on Patreon. We just got a new patron yesterday. Thank you, Weston for the uh, patronage. And you can also check us out on spacenewspodcast.com. And speaking of our website, you should check out this plugin called Musubu IP Threat Blocker uh, at wpthreat.com. And what it does, it shows you all the things that are trying to attack or threaten your website and its users. It blocks known cyber threat IP addresses from hitting your site IPs intent on harm such as data breaches, theft, ransomware, phishing, and installing malware. I use it on spacenewspodcast.com. It took me about five minutes to install. It doesn't conflict with any other plugins, and it runs automatically. It's $20. And personally, I've seen some scary stuff get blocked. There was a threat to my website the other day from Moscow, Russia. Cool thing is Musubu's plugin uh, blocked it. It blocked the IP address. And because of it, my website stayed safe. So you can go to WPThreat.com and check out the plugin. It takes five minutes to install. And now let's get back to some space news. Let's talk about Earth's magnetic pole. And it's officially moved, people. Space cadets. Earth's magnetic poles drifted so far that authorities have had to officially redefine the location of the magnetic North Pole. And the extreme wandering of the North Pole caused increasing concerns over navigation, especially in high latitudes. So Earth's magnetic field, it's a result of spinning molten iron and nickel below the surface of the Earth. And as the constant flow of molten metals in the outer core changes, it alters the external magnetic field. And that's about 1,800 miles below the surface. So over the past 100-ish years, the location of the magnetic North Pole has moved northward. And the migration of the magnetic North Pole has switched into kind of fast-paced in the past few years, causing the pole to rapidly move. The increased speeds with which the magnetic North Pole has moved made authorities officially update its location recently. And the official location of that magnetic North Pole is uh, it's specified by the World Magnetic Model, which acts as the basis for all navigation, communication, GPS all around the world. So this week, the magnetic pole was moved officially by the World Magnetic Model. The model is typically updated every five years and was last updated in 2015. However, there was a recent movement, a rapid movement um, of the magnetic North Pole that prompted scientists to update the model a little bit early. In the past, magnetic North Pole moved 34 miles a year toward Russia. Just about half a century ago, the magnetic North Pole was about seven miles every year. It moved about seven miles per year. And it's moving from the um, Canadian Arctic towards Russia. The model updates ensure the accuracy of work and government agencies as well. So NASA, the FAA and the U.S. Forest Service use the magnetic North Poles or the magnet 
both poles actually, magnetic poles, in their daily operations uh, for mapping air control. So air traffic control is mapped because of these magnetic poles. Now the thing you have in your pocket, the thing that you have on your desk or in your car right now, your smartphone. It uses the magnetic north for GPS location and also for compass apps directly on your phone, in your pocket. So this affects you as well as the big government agencies. And with so much movement of these uh, poles, of the magnetic north pole in particular, it may have caused a little bit of concern about the potential flip of the magnetic poles. Now, that's not going to happen. There's no evidence that that's going to be happening anytime soon. And Earth's magnetic poles have actually flipped many times in the history of the Earth. And with the latest reversal at about 780,000 years ago and 183 times in the past 83 million years. Now, if it actually does flip any time in our lifetime, any time that humans are around, it's not going to be that big of a deal. The only thing it's going to be a big deal for is technology. But by the time it actually flips... Uh, we're going to have enough technology in place and enough time in place to figure out how to uh, flip our phones and flip the actual navigation GPS and everything else that's aligned with it. So it's not a big deal. Don't worry about the poles flipping. It's not going to happen. And when it does, we'll be ready. So if you want to talk to me about the magnetic north poles, hit me up on at Space News Pod on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you so much for everyone who's DM me in the past really do appreciate it. Thanks for all the words of support that I've gotten from everybody on Twitter. And also thank you for the positive reviews on iTunes and any other platform uh, that's out there that you can listen to podcasts on. Five star reviews are really helpful, like super helpful to get this thing seen. Um, also, you can go to check out spacenewspodcast.com uh, for all the latest uh, news postings that I do almost every day. I try to keep up with it. So thank you for all the support and also Patreon as well. You guys are amazing. Patreon.com slash Space News Podcast. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified.